You're listening to episode 83 of GameSpot After Dark. This week we're joined by Shannon Woodward, who you might know from The Last of Us Part 2 and Westworld. She talks about her experience working with Naughty Dog, as well as what she's been up to and what she's been playing and watching. As always, thank you so much for listening, and without further ado, let's roll the podcast. Hello and welcome to GameSpot After Dark. This is episode 83 and joining me this week is Lucy James. Hello. Callie Plaguey. Hey. And the incredibly talented Shannon Woodward. Hi, thanks for having me. BAFTA nominated. BAFTA nominated. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Many of our listeners might know you from Westworld, but a bunch of them probably also know you from The Last of Us Part Two as Dina, one of my favorite characters in the game. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I uh, put a shout out in my, we have like a byline section of our reviews and in my, like in my byline for that review, I just wrote that I loved Dina. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So not to be weird about that, it sounded a lot weirder weird. coming out of my mouth than it did in my brain, but um, I didn't think yeah. it was weird. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Hopefully other people feel the same way. I have to way. go now, but it wasn't weird. <laughs> Fine. Um, yeah, I just forgot I have to shower, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we normally start this show off with what we've been playing but since you haven't been on the podcast before we want to introduce you and we do that with a segment called the chris from dayton ohio segment the story behind this is that someone wrote in saying who the heck are you guys because we'd been doing a couple episodes and we like didn't really introduce ourselves we just kind of rolled with it and we're like oh we should probably do that so the gist of the chris from dayton ohio segment shannon is that Basically, you just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, about the games you play, the movies you watch, the things you enjoy, how you got into the industry, how you got into acting, whatever you think is relevant and want to share with the audience. It's pretty open-ended. We'll we'll ask you questions from there, but it, the, the floor is So yours. you want me to do the whole podcast? I should just start <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, this is your podcast. Um, my name is Shannon Woodward. I'm a human woman. Um, I am the daughter of a figure skating champion and a software design executive. And if you wonder what happens when those people mate, it's me. Um, <laughs> but I also have a brother who's smarter. Uh, and um, I, I'm an actor. Uh, I've been on TV shows like for the last 10 years. I was on a show called The Riches for a few years. I was on a show called Raising Hope for, I think, four years. And then uh, Westworld the last few years. And um, and yeah, I'm in The Last of Us Part Two, um, which is predominantly probably how game, game people might be familiar with me if they are at all. Um, but I, like I mentioned, my, my dad was a software designer. So um, I grew up going to IBM and stuff all the time. He wrote OS2. Um, which was like a, a real blast from the past, but you know, so when we were kids, my dad was really young too. So he was really into games and we were really into gaming. So that was kind of like how we bonded. And so I've always been an avid gamer. I ended up in the last of us because I was obsessed with the first game. And one of the writers, Hallie Gross, who wrote on Westworld for the first season ended up what was supposed to be her hiatus, you know, just doing like a small gig at Naughty Dog, kind of working with Neil a little bit on the story. And that ended up a full-time thing for her. But basically I, she told me and I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with that. And one thing led to another. And like six months later, they're like, well, there's a role, but like, would you audition? And I was like, yeah. Um, and that's how I ended up in it. But that's because I'm just a freak who stalked them and they thought it was fine. Um, 
But uh, yeah, what were the other questions? <laughs> <laughs> what what sort of stuff do you like? I mean, I guess besides The Last of Us, like. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see what else. I mean, I love Bioshock. Like that was a real like turn for me. Like when I got back into gaming, you know, from the, in between like the Super Nintendo and then like, you know, the GameCube time when like I was just replaying Mario games all the time and like playing Mario Party and stuff like that. And then when like Bioshock came out, then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got to get a PlayStation. And then all of a sudden games felt interesting to me in a way that weren't just like, you know, it wasn't just like bullet sponge games. It was, you know, all of a sudden I was, I found it an interesting medium to tell stories because the player is complicit or involved in the story. And that makes, it's like a novel, but more interesting. It's like, it's like a magic trick, you know, where you, the magician makes you think you picked a card, but you didn't actually pick that card. And spoiler alert, you didn't pick the card. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that was really, when I started getting into gaming as an adult again, and then, I mean, I love narrative games, but I'll play pretty much anything. I mean, I'm like, I don't want to spoil your next segment, but I'm just like obsessed with Hades. I've played, I've done like 120 escape attempts. I've escaped like 30 times now. Like I'm like a freak about it. And that is kind of a narrative game, but it's like kind of not. Mm-hmm. It's a, I mean, I think it's a different kind of narrative game than you're taught to expect because it like encourages you to keep going in and doing things again and again and discovering things a different way. It's not just like, here's the story that you'll, you know, you'll get at, if you get to the end of hell, that's when you'll get the end of the story. It's like, there's so much more to it. But there's so much story still. That's why I'm yeah. stuck playing it. I'm like, wait, I just, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to spoil <laughs> anything for anybody, but I'm like, wait, wait, those people have feelings for each other. Wait a second. I, I, I'm just like, I'm behind on my work because I wake up and I'm like, I could probably do, I could do a run in 25 minutes, 40 minutes later. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Been there as well. Was there a point, uh, cause you said you've been acting for about 10 years. Was there a point when it kind of occurred to you that you could also take that talent into video games or did you just hear about last of us part two being a thing and you really wanted to be a part of that? Well, I mean, I've actually been acting my whole life. Like I started working on Nickelodeon when I was six, but I just have been like a lead of a TV show for 10 years. Like that's when I've been like, you know, fully working. But, um, you know, I always loved games and I certainly liked to opine about what I didn't like about game performances. I, uh, you know, and, and that was just like my general, like the things that would take me out of it where I'd be like, Oh God, why, why are they doing it? Like, who is this person? And I think like for the last of us, the difference was, is that like Ashley Johnson's performance was the first time I was like, Whoa, who mm-hmm. is this? Like there was a naturalism that like not only really worked for this, it's, it worked, it served the story. I found it really moving and I didn't find it performative. And like, mm-hmm. that's something that like, I just have, it's my personal taste, you know, like that's cause I come from a different world and like, So I really wanted to, you know, be a part of that. And I was like, oh, let me try it. I want to try it. I wonder if I can do it. And by the way, there's plenty of times I've thought, oh, I could do that. And then I try to do it and I'm not good at that at all. But yeah, I I did, you know, and when they hired me, Neil and Hallie were really receptive to me being like, I want to be like funny, like not disturbingly funny. I don't want to take things, but I really wanted that. And they let me do that. And I, you know. I think I, I've been trying to tax deduct my gaming stuff 
for a long time before that. And my dad was like, you're going to get in trouble for this. And I'm like, no, I'm not because I'm going to, I'm going to work on a game at one point. And then when I called and told him, I was like, oh, I got this job in this game. He was like, I mean, I'm happy for you, but I'm mostly just like shocked that you've justified the deductions. And I was like, made it whole. (laughs) My dad used to do that as a kid when I was a kid, because he had like a game club at work. He was a, he was a teacher and every game he'd buy like tax deduction, tax deduction. And I was like, this this can't be right. But that's what he did. We never got in trouble, at least not that I know of. Oh my God. The IRS is going to swoop in after me and your dad after yeah. hearing this podcast. That's it for us. We're getting locked up. Some T-man's <laughs> listening. He's like, ha ha. I haven't done any of that. I should start doing more of that. Actually, with tax deduction. I keep getting emails yeah. about doing it. Like in the UK, it's a completely different tax system. So even yeah. the thought of writing stuff off unless you're self-employed is so weird to me. But like... The fact that they'll just ring you up. And then I was doing my taxes and I was like, I did just buy a new PC case. Hmm. I could hmm. maybe just, but I'm too, I'm too goody two shoes to do it. I will never do it. Yeah. I'm too afraid. <laughs> I have the same understanding of tax write-offs as like David from Schitt's Creek. There's oh. like a whole bit where he thinks it just means you get it for free. And I'm like, that's what it sounds like to me. I just don't even bother. <laughs> so we do have a couple questions for you that we'll get to later. But one thing I was curious about uh, is that you you also stream uh, quite often. What got you into that? And what is that like, especially coming from, you know, acting, video game acting and, and so on and so forth? I mean, it's really just that, especially in the middle of the pandemic, like, I mean, nothing was shooting at all. Like, it's not like I could do anything. There was literally nothing for me to be doing. I was just like waiting for the show I had been shooting to to go back. And all I was doing was playing video games all the time. Like I was playing like six, seven hours a day. I was playing Animal Crossing, play Fortnite with my friends. And that was the only time things were feeling normal, you know, like because I could just talk to them as if we were hanging out. And, you know, I think uh, I had a meeting with um, Phil Ranta at the time was running Facebook gaming. And I was talking to him about an idea I had for a show that, you know, in a gaming related kind of thing. And he was like, why don't you stream? Like, you should stream. You'd be good at it. And I was like, I don't know. I just never really considered it. Like, I don't have any stuff. And I, I just don't. But then after like a few months, I was like, well, I guess I could try that. And especially because like the game had just come out, like there was a really big following that was like new to me that I was like, I'm just playing games by myself. Like, why don't I just do it with them? And um, you know, now obviously like I'm back to work and things are, things are more normal, but it's still not normal, normal. And also it's fun. I, I, I really like it. Like I, I like the people that come through. There's this amazing, like LGBT young, uh, kind of crew that hangs out there that like, it's so wholesome and sweet that it actually brings general positivity to my life. So, uh, so I'm still doing it. That's, that's what I noticed. I, I have, seen some of your streams briefly and the community always just seems so excited and wholesome and happy. And it's so sweet. It's always good to see on the internet. It's nice. And like, I, you know, I grew up like an internet kid. I grew up on IRC, like I'm dating myself now, but I'm like a thousand. Um, so that's fine. Um, but you know, like that's what I grew up doing. Like that was what was normal to me. Like when the pandemic started, I was like, Oh my God, thank God. People are just going to leave me alone on my computer. Cause that's all I wanted to do my whole teenage years. Anyway, I didn't want to go to parties. I wanted to play with Adobe Premiere. Like, I wanted to work on my Buffy fanfic site. I was um, going to say you're the, you're the type of person who's like the pandemic's rolling around and it's secretly like a, oh yes, I just don't, I don't just have to say don't. yes to things anymore. 
To some extent. I mean, I, one of the things I like a lot about acting, which is one of the reasons I still do it is that it's such a collaborative thing. Mm -hmm. Filmmaking is so collaborative. And like, I like that, you know, it's a lot of yes ending when it's good. And um, so I miss that a lot, but Mm -hmm. in terms of like, even just like going to dinner and being like, I'm tired. I really want to go home. Like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to stay here. I was going to say, but I feel like Twitch is pretty much the ultimate in yes ending, right? Because you're always keeping that conversation going with everyone as well as like trying to get to where you're going in a game. And so it's like, you're still getting that social interaction, that collaboration, but it's just through a completely different, you're not in the same room. I, I think that's why it appeals to me. Yeah. Because it's, it is like what is really missing from my life when I'm not at work all the time. And, um, and I think why also it comes naturally. Like, you know, when you're on a television show, like you got a crew of 200 people and like you, it's you and three other people usually, right. That are there every day. And like, you're the mascots. If you have a crappy day, everyone there has a crappy day. Cause they're all looking at you. And like, it's, it's part of the job to be kind of the team leader for morale in that, in that way, I think when you do it right. And so it's, you know, it's, it's not unlike what it's like to stream. So I've, I have one more question before we move on, but you'd mentioned you were a big fan of the original Last of Us. What was it like when you first walked onto the set of Last of Us Part Two, or the virtual, not virtual the, set? The, the medium? Yes. Um, well, I mean, I think like the, maybe the better way to answer your question was, you know, first of all, like I knew the world so well, like it's, it's really fun to go read for something that it has a world that's already established because like, especially if you love it, like, you know, exactly what you're walking into. Like, you know how to speak, you know, like what the, I don't like, and I knew the game so well and I knew Ellie so well that like, it was just very easy to go in and be like, Oh, I love her. Of course I do. Everyone loves Ellie, you know? So if anything like that was really fun was that was my second audition. I read with Ashley. The first one I actually read with Laura Bailey because Ashley was out of town shooting on blind spot. So, uh, Laura played Ellie for my audition, the first, my first audition. And, um, but when, when I read with Ashley, then I was, I was just like messing with her. I was just like, it, it, to the extent where like, she talks about this all the time. Like Neil was like going and like talking to her, like to try to get her to mess with me then. Cause I'd be like, all right, fuck it. This time I'm going to go like this. And she was like, Whoa, what? So it was fun because I knew the world. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I was just like, I mean, if this is the only time I get to do this, like, I want to try to like push it around and see what happens. And I don't plan anything I do. I just, you, you just kind of learn your lines and know what, what the general arcs of things are supposed to be. And then I just kind of start and then I, and, and it surprises me. It's kind of like Jesus take the wheel, even I'm not religious. It's just <laughs> the only saying that came to mind. So it was fun. Yeah. I was going to ask how it compared to, you know, something like Westworld, which is my first, my first introduction to you, um, is like when you're auditioning for something like The Last of Us and you obviously have that familiarity, was it, is that rare or is it usually, you know, when you go for a project, you know, like, oh, it's this thing at HBO. Did you know that it was Westworld? Like, did you know who was attached or was it just going to go for this role? You know, she's a tech in behavior. Oh, uh, no. When I went, read for Westworld... I mean, I knew the, I knew the show. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the film, like, cause my dad's a computer nerd. So we grew up, um, we grew up watching that movie and the awful sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but so, you know, I was really excited about it. I think the first time I read actually, I was kind of dismissive of it because I just was like, they're not going to hire me. Like, um, 
I was like, it's like a, you know, a fancy HBO show and like JJ Abrams is making it. They're going to, they're going to hire like somebody like fancy and shinier and they, they don't want somebody like me. So I think I didn't even focus on it much. Like and I, what I went to read in the first time I went to read, it was with Lisa Joy, who is the co-showrunner with um, her husband, who's Jonah Nolan. And um, I did the scene, the first scene. And I was like, I could do it again if you want. Like, and she was like, uh, that was amazing. And I think what I said to her was, are you drunk? <laughs> it's literally what I said. I was like, are you drunk? Cause and she was like, no, it was very good. And then she was like, well, we, we kind of talked a little bit and it was just like, it was a surprise. Cause there's not usually a lot of female showrunners and not like really nerdy, smart female showrunners. It was not the person that I expected to be there. Whose taste I expected to be kind of in charge. And it was a surprise. And after that, I, I read a second time a couple months later, but it took like six months because they wanted to cast um, a lot of the like more famous people in those roles before the network would allow them to offer me. But I think at the time when I read, actually, um, Michael Keaton was going to play the Ed Harris role at the time wow. or they were like in negotiations. And I think that fell apart. I, I don't know. I just remember like it was him. And I think Anthony Hopkins was already attached but that was it. Nobody else was like Evan Rachel Wood and I were friends. I was still waiting on my offer, but hadn't read the script. Nobody read a script. We had no idea what it was. And um, I remember uh, I saw online one day, like a few weeks later, that it was like Evan Rachel Wood has been offered Westworld. And I emailed my agent. I was like, you guys really got to tell me so I can be more supportive of my friends. Like it hurts to feel heart. But she's like, Shannon, Shannon, it's a different role. And I was like, oh, oh, that's great. Great. OK, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like that. We we're just kind of always in the dark a little bit. But, you know, auditioning for things generally, I think to get back to your question about like the tonal thing, because that's really what it is. It's like when you know something, you know exactly what the tone is. It's mostly a struggle to get people to answer what the tone is going to be. <laughs> um, and that's really the hardest part is like you can kind of try to assess it. And but that it, it, that's the most work about auditioning is like if the show doesn't exist already, then you're like, well, what do you who did you write this for? Like in your head, was it like that kind of helps, but it's a bit of a crapshoot. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess, I guess from the writing side, they're probably still figuring it out too. <laughs> yeah. And like those things change, you know, like you write something with somebody in your head, people always do. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though if you, even if you're never going to hire them um, and then it becomes someone else as soon as somebody else Writers talk about this a lot, right? That like things are, are born and die in the different cycles of like, it's born when you write it, it dies when you give it to a director. It's born when you hire an actor, it dies when they start reading it. You know, like it just, yeah. the recreations of it. Lucy, do you want to start off with what you've been playing? Okay, yeah, I have been playing uh, Breath of the Wild on Switch because I... Um, did I say this last week? I have no concept of time, but I'm, I'm struggling with like a lot of text at the minute. Um, I think I've just been inside too long. My roommate has helpfully put on the fridge that we are approaching the one year containment anniversary. Nope. nope. Um, and I was playing Persona 5 Strikers. I was playing um, Persona 5 Royal. I still haven't finished, but I, I was just struggling to get through it because I just can't focus on anything. So um, I started playing Breath of the Wild because it's obviously just like one encounter after the other. There's very minimal uh, story. But boy, when that story hits, does it hit? Uh, it's so good. Oh, I did the first Divine Beast yesterday. Um, the, Already? I did the, I did the Elephant Boy. 
Yeah. The elephant that a first. Lot faster than mm-hmm. I did. I waited so long to do those. I did. I did my elephant boy uh, and got, was it uh, Mifa? Is that her name? All the, the stuff that, about her spirit. That sounds about right. Mifa's sure. grace is now ready. That's all I hear yes, in my yes, head. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like it. It's been, I played it right when it came out. Me like too. I got the switch. So it's been so long. It's actually, I, I probably could replay it now because I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. But and it's so good. It's yeah, I'm so in the same good. boat. It's been a long time since I've played it. Yeah. I um, think I have a, there's Switch. a photo of me playing Breath of the Wild on the first day that we started doing mocap for The Last of Us 2, which was, was been four and a half years ago. Like I was just <laughs> sitting there shit. with like the, the mocap balls on my hands like this. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in some animator's hard drive, there was just Adina slowly it's like, on the internet because somebody like posted it or i can't remember but yeah there's it's there oh somewhere gosh. but that's that was breath of and i was just like every time we'd say stop i'd be like cool i'll just be here <laughs> you had it ready too wow. yeah it's right here yeah uh yeah so i'm just i'm really really enjoying it and uh i'm just it's clicking with me because i just i i'm constantly going for that exploration just constantly just one more shrine one more, uh, one more, like just floating down from a mountaintop and seeing what's there. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it, and it's also nice to play with my partner, my boyfriend. Uh, he's, uh, he just keeps sending me, you know, that emoji where it's the smiling face but with the lone tear. Yes, because he's just every time I text him about it, because he's just so proud and so happy because he's such <laughs> a big Zelda fan. Um, and so that's honestly been, it doesn't feel like it's been a week since we last recorded, but it's, I've been playing a lot of that. Also much to season five of The Expanse. Um, Burning through that. Which I'm upset at myself for getting through it so quickly, but it's very, very good. And I really want more people to watch The Expanse. Uh, I watched the first season. I liked it. Ooh. I just don't, I don't remember why I didn't keep, but it was, it was a slow build, but it was yeah. good. It's, I, I think I'm in the fortunate place where I've just got time to just go through uh, multiple episodes in one go. So I'm not, waiting on stuff which is I mean it's weird because thinking about how I used to be with Lost I've been thinking a lot about Lost recently I um, never stopped like <laughs> kindred spirit uh, oh yeah there was a great piece on I think Vulture the other day about uh the ending of Lost and how they um how they it was always planned that was always the plan you know stop crying on the internet about it like that was always the plan to be Uh, to end it how they did but they were talking about the fact that lost was really like the last proper proper water cooler moment in television Mm. like i mean for for context i covered westworld at work so it's really cool to be talking to you shannon because like i was one of those people who like every monday after the episode had aired i'd be like skimming through and trying to find everything especially that first season because it was such a mystery that people were really like deduce i mean we were the first audience with the the cast like because we were like okay so people were like what do you think is going to happen because they they didn't tell us like they kept us so, we were always the test audience <laughs> and i guess the way that story is told as well it's like i don't even know how you would shoot that to to make it in order in any kind of order um but lost was like my first introduction to kind of a tv fandom i suppose like that like message boards um the args they used to have the podcasts um the game don't talk about <laughs> there's a game it's don't really bad do it it's called lost via dormus and it is shocking but it is a very easy 1000g uh game score if you are interested in that sort of thing <laughs> but it's uh 
it's got some impression not impressions it's got some acting in where it's like they just obviously haven't got the cast and they're doing their they're doing their best yeah but so I've been thinking a lot about Lost recently and like The Expanse is I'm at a similar point but that I want to dive into everything but because it's already out I don't feel like I can do that safely like even even just booting up Google on my phone it gives you like these recommended articles and I've had something from season five spoiled for me just from that and I purposefully don't Google anything about The Expanse which is bullshit if you ask me it's listening to you (laughs) yeah do you have questions about machines i can tell you i know all about the robots oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) don't do this to me but um so yeah it's i mean other than that i just don't have much else going on other than i watched possessor at the weekend oh possessor is awesome fucking rad um what's that about uh so it's like a body swap psychological horror would that be fair yeah it's brandon cronenberg who's david cronenberg's son wrote and directed it so it has there's and he definitely like takes a lot of pages out of his dad's book in terms of like tone um but it's very much his own movie and it's kind of it's like a it's kind of it's like a sci-fi thriller yeah i mean i'm not just saying this because it's andrea uh Reisabura, uh who was in an episode of black mirror but it is very black mirror yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it's yeah. She's awesome. She's she's, she's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been doing. Nice. I think I might check out the Expanse soon. Yes. I'm getting excited for Mass Effect, dude. It's literally just Mass edition. Effect. It is and literally you saying just Mass that Effect. I was like, all right. I'm so excited for Mass Effect. I've never played any of them. Oh, you're gonna have oh. a good time. I'm so excited, and I'm I refuse to even watch the trailers. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just gonna yeah, go in. Don't blind. do that. The thing at is, as well, point, at this point. Well. You might as well just wait, but I don't think the trailers would even mean that much because there's a really special thing about Mass Effect is the characters. And so they show, like, definitely don't watch the trailers because they show some wild spoiler shit in there. But I just don't think you'll get the payoff unless you've, like, you've been through those journeys with them because some of the stuff that you go through is... I can't wait. I just can't wait. I love love something to look forward to. Yeah. We all love that, right? Yeah. It's it's nice to <laughs> save her now. Yeah, not to be a car commercial about it, but right now <laughs> that is what we all love to have in our lives. That's all I got. Not to be a car commercial, dude. There's a giant Airbnb uh, advert off the freeway here in San Francisco, and it's like we miss traveling too. And it's like okay, all right, brand. No, they don't. They're all traveling. <laughs> yeah. I know. Aren't they like, like the people who work on that team definitely have the money to go places. Yeah. They're all in Montecito. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Callie, how about you? What have you been up to? Um, well, I thought I had never played Super Mario 3D World and it turns out, uh, I definitely have. And same with me. Like I didn't think I played it. And the more I was playing, I was like, yeah, I've seen this. The weird thing is that it's not to say it's a forgettable game. I just, it came out at a very weird time in my life where I don't have a lot of memories because of, it sounds like I was doing a lot of drugs. I wasn't, I was very depressed and I don't have a lot of memories from the time. I was not like blackout, but um, I had totally forgotten that I had played 3D World before and I started playing it. I'm still phenomenally bad at Mario, just so bad. Um, (laughs) It's, it's also like, it's kind of an unwieldy game in that like it can kind of be hard to figure out to line up your jumps with the way the camera is. Is it because it's the three? It's the three D like from uh, what's not the GameCube? What was the other uh, 
64. Yeah, like 64. A, yeah. yeah. Is it is it it's the 64 one, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's like the it's rather than just like a, a Mario game where you're it's jumping on yeah. a 2D plane, like you have the full control. Do you have full control of the camera in 3D? No. So you don't have full control of the camera, but it like takes place in a 3D plane. So it the jumps for me too. I've had this issue. Maybe it's just because I'm playing on Switch, or obviously I'm playing on Switch, but because I'm not playing docked, the screen is smaller. But like I'll miss jumps because the way the camera is, I'll be like, that's right, I have to jump. And then I just miss and die. And it's like, oh, I thought (laughs) that was good, but I guess not. Yeah. It's uh yeah. So I've been playing that and then uh I've also been experiencing Mario in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm approaching our 1200 in New Horizons. Uh, witness my shame. And I've been collecting the Mario items slowly but surely. I have a cabal of people. Um, and Where we do you get them other. in the game? Uh, they were added with the update and they're available in the promotion section of Nook Shopping, so it's where the uh, pocket camp items are. So there's no, there's, they're not like time locked or anything, which is nice because a lot of the event items are time locked and it's a pain. But you can only order five items a day, so I have been trading with multiple people. Like, oh, can you, can you, because you can send two gifts to a friend every day. So I'm like, hey, friend of the podcast, Andrew Goldfarb, can you send me these two items in particular, and then he will be like, only if you send me the rugs. And then that's, so I have a lot of them so far, but otherwise it would have taken a really long time. Um, How many things are there? Cool. There's a, there's a good amount. There's like, do you uh, time travel is my question. Can you just, you can, I, I don't because it is my only anchor to the temporal plane. Like I really just would lose track of what day it is if I didn't have Animal Crossing. So I, I don't time travel. I'm also afraid to. I'm like just. I've been doing it all the time, mostly because I'm trying to clean out those villagers. <laughs> I'm like, there. Are, you know what? You, some of y'all got to go. Oh. I don't like you. I don't yeah. want you around. <laughs> I uh. feel you on that. I feel you on that. Um, yeah, I, I just. I grew up playing Animal Crossing back in the day where if you time traveled, the game would like corrupt your save. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm just, I know they don't do that anymore. But back in my day, you used to get a gyroid face if you fucked around with the clock. So um, I, I just can't do it. I've been trained too well. But um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. The warp pipes are especially cool. I've seen some really creative stuff with them. So like one thing that people were doing was creating fake subway stations and like using an incline to make it look like it was going underground. Obviously it's not going anywhere because of the limitations of the game. But if you put a warp pipe at the bottom of the, the whatever that incline is, the, the stairs quote unquote of the subway station and you put another pipe at the bottom of another fake subway station, you can like pretend like you have a subway on your island and it's really cute. That's so cool. The warp pipe fast travel is, is really intense. I saw a super hacked island where they made a Mario platformer level with like really broken platforms and stuff, but it was still really cool. How'd they um, jump? <laughs> there was just no jumping. They were they were jumping from uh, platform to platform because they were like they had created cliffs that were oh, like okay. the river or like yeah yeah. So they were jumping like hopping across them, just the in-game way that you hop. Um, so that stuff has been really really clever. There's some really cool stuff people are doing with the floating block item too, like making fake bridges or like fake um, like railway like overpasses it's just it's it's been a lot so i have been slowly accumulating those items um there's like an outfit for mario luigi wario and peach 
So that's, no Waluigi, no Waluigi, but Waluigi number one. It's yeah, always no, getting screwed. No yeah. Daisy. Like they just no Rosalina. Just just. I mean, Daisy's with Bowser. Let's be honest. Yeah, I Daisy's never kidnapped. Been my okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, you know what's up. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it's really interesting. Like they've done Mario items in every Animal Crossing game, but these are. They add like sound effects. They've added a new mechanic with the warp pipes. They've added items that you can pass under, um, which there aren't really that many of those. There's like the archways and that's really it. So a lot of like unique, interesting things. I've just really, I, I made the mistake of looking up a list of the pocket camp furniture. I didn't play a lot of pocket camp. And the pocket camp furniture is just really cute. <laughs> it's just really good. And I, <laughs> I... I for for a full year almost I've been like Animal Crossing fans are so spoiled they're always complaining the updates are free and then I looked at the pocket camp furniture I was like oh no I kind of get it now I want some of this furniture it's really cute but I'm gonna get those Sanrio do you have to buy it is that the pocket pocket camp camp stuff it's a lot of it's like through events. So you, if you haven't been playing for three years, you wouldn't have access to a lot of it. Cause um, I think it came out in 2017. Mm. They have like Zodiac figurines from all of the years leading up, like that the game's been out, stuff like that. Um, so a lot of it is events. And I think you do, there are micro tra- micro transactions in the game. Michael transactions. Michael transactions. <laughs> I almost said Michael but This is an Animal Crossing, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, in Pocket Camp on mobile. So, oh, on because I don't, yeah. I don't use the pocket camping, but I do have the zodiac things. Like, I'm obsessed with Celeste, she's my, she's my woman. So, oh, sorry, yes, different than those. Like, zodiac okay. is in the like, it'll be like a little figurine item versus the zodiac in the stars. So, it's Chinese. Yeah, I'm gonna zodiac Google versus, this later. Yeah, it's. <laughs> The pocket pocket camp's got a lot of cool stuff, but um, at least we're getting Sanrio. I'm really excited about the Pom Pom Purin uh, butthole rug in particular. Great addition. <laughs> um, just really, really good shit coming to Animal Crossing. Hoping they add more for the anniversary. We'll see. It's oh soon, God. right? It is. Yeah, it's March, on the 20th. Yeah, March 20th. Yeah, so... It's very weird. I've been playing the game for a year now because I got it early for the review. So I started my island on February 28th last year. And yeah, I completed my museum. My entire museum is done. Did anything special happen for having played for a year? Was there like a notice or anything? No, it was all right. And nothing happened. All that happened when I completed the, I completed the museum because the last two sea creatures I needed were March and I donated them and Blathers was like, you did it. And then nothing, I didn't get anything. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, it's the friends you made along the way. <laughs> I didn't get anything for completing the catalog either. So I, it's just my own. Just a sense of accomplishment. It's just what's keeping me going at this point. So that's what I've been up to. Shannon, do you have any favorite villagers or maybe a villager you wouldn't get rid of? I know you said you're trying to cycle some out, but. Well, my, I love Lolly and I love Pudge. <sighs> Lolly and Pudge, I, they're, they're never allowed to leave. They're, they are prisoners. They think <laughs> they're free. They are not free. Um, I taught Lolly to say, I'm so gassy all the time. And, and so she's just like, I am so gassy. <laughs> it's the best. Um, 
yeah, those are that what, what I, I just I just got one the other day, Ferb, that I like. He's S tier. It's my first S tier villager. Mm. Um, but yeah, on my stream, uh, that's what I'm doing now. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find better villagers. But but, but Lolly like and Pudge are never leaving. Hmm? Lolly and Pudge are like top tier. What's what's like a villager that you've like really hated though? Because there's some like Gigi. Gigi can get out of there. Don't there's like there's a bunch that I, I I gotta be honest a lot of them I don't like <laughs> but there's one I, I hate I hate the jocks I'm like there's no room in the world I'm sorry <laughs> like and why don't they talk about CrossFit it seems like they if I were writing at Nintendo they should be mentioning CrossFit pretty much every six minutes because they're just like see my new protein powder yeah, they're always they're always like I don't have any jocks on my island full disclosure I. I don't have any peppy villagers either. I was like, I gave them the boot. I don't need any of that energy. Um, I don't need people talking about how sweaty their clothes are. Dane and yeah, I just saw who was it? I I just turned on my animal my Animal Crossing. Excuse me, I can I can speak. Um, like just before I turned this on, which is why I had my switch right here. And I because I I had been time time traveling, and I was like, oh, I want to go back to today now since it's March. Um, but. If there's Marcy just moved onto my island. Won't even speak to her. Hate her already. <laughs> Looked it up. She's D tier. I could tell <laughs> from the minute I saw her that that bitch was no good. And she like I walked into her house and she was like working on her boxes and I just went and walked out. And she was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, they always when you if you go yeah. to their house and don't talk to them, they'll just like do a question mark look at you i'm like i'm sorry yeah they're like why did you just um i also really like this one villager who's absolutely a serial killer um beardo oh yeah beardo's yeah. a weirdo but i'm really into him because like he's like a bear bear you know like he definitely strikes me as like a gay man bear and i'm like oh you can never leave me i need you in my life Oh, but he's also like, like, I've got some stuff in the basement. I'm like, Beardo, I don't even know what happens in the basement. All right. It's none of my you business. Just, you, I, your business to yourself. I don't like his waistcoat. I just Googled him. I don't you don't like, like his waistcoat? I gave I, him a new outfit. You just keep him close. Give him a new outfit. It's, it's the bright. I've got him in a onesie and he's just like, he's just, oh. he just seems so happy. There we go. There I'm we glad go. he's thriving. He's absolutely thriving. If you Google him, like one of the top searches is, I regret giving Beardo the towel wrap. (laughs) (laughs) Walking around. That's that's peak Beardo. Well, I guess I'll move on to what I've been doing and playing. I mean, first up, Persona 5 Strikers. I've been playing it for a while, but I haven't had a chance to talk about it. Uh, I am really enjoying it. It's just more Persona. I think my favorite thing about it is that the localization seems to be a lot better. Now, I don't think what the characters always say are as interesting, but I there are characters like Yusuke and Haru that I like a lot more than I did in the original just because of the way they're translated. Like Yusuke, for example, doesn't come across nearly as creepy as he does in Persona 5. He just seems awkward. I, I feel like there was a lot of feedback about how creepy Yusuke was. There must have been, because now now I kind of like him, and I enjoy playing as him, too, in the game. Maybe that's part of it, too, is because you get to play as anyone on the Phantom Thieves, which is is fun. But overall, I've been really enjoying that. I've been trying to get through it slowly because I want to enjoy it. It's new Persona content. Who knows when there'll be more? So... So 
when you talk about the the localization, because I mean, we've talked about this before where like I I'll play, I'll be playing Persona 5 and I can like, I'm like reverse engineering what I think the Japanese was based on the way it's translated. And there's so many things like that where I'm like, oh, I can tell what that was. And that's not how I would have done it. Um, like one thing I that always gets me is for real, because they're always saying that. And I'm like, Ryuji definitely that. still says that. And I <laughs> yeah, think they I think leave that, it there because that well, is Well, it's very thing. Ryuji, but everybody, like, you could do seriously, or are you kidding? Or like, there's all sorts of ways to say that that aren't for real. And like, is it stuff like that that you're noticing? Partly. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'm super curious to see what you think when you play it, Callie, because you're, you pay attention more to that stuff. I just, I just kind of, chalked it up to the fact that I liked Yusuke more. And I think part of that is just because of the lo localization, but also the way they talk just sounds more natural, especially like switching between Royal and Strikers. You can really see the improvement in yeah. that. I mean, and, Ryuji too has definitely mm -hmm. been taken down a notch. Like he's not as brash and abrasive as he was in Persona 5, um, which is it's nice because I don't know, it, it makes, I, it's obviously not, necessarily atlas making it it is kotecmo but it's like they understand what people loved about those characters and then they can also accept what people didn't love about certain aspects of them and so it's i think it's in a really nice middle ground story for me is not as good obviously as persona but it's still fun how how far along are you i am breaking into the jail so not very okay. far like a, a yeah. few hours the yeah. the first jail i don't want to say too much but where, where the story goes is really cool it's, yeah. it's really interesting i still think i like persona 5 more overall but it just feels like a really natural like sort of i don't know 2.5 or 1.5 mm -hmm. i guess you could say like like it, and it's pretty short it's well short in comparison i think it evan <laughs> said it took him like 35 hours i think it took michael 42 hours i'm about 20 hours in or so um, which pretty short for persona. Yeah. yeah any gosh. other game I'd be like, wow, that that's kind of long. And how quickly do I need to play through this? But, uh, with that, I'm like, that's almost too short. I probably could play a bit more mm. um, credit to the Atlas team though. Like it is a very difficult, the, the things that it, like, from my point of view, not knowing the original what's in the original Japanese, the things that great are the things that are hardest to translate. So like mm -hmm. there are manners of speaking in Japanese that, what we would consider vulgar speech is different in Japanese. And so like that the Ryuji's manner of speech is probably just like way less formal versus Haru, who is like overtly formal and having to translate that into English is such a daunting task because there's just no, like they have different verbs for whether, like if you say like Lucy is here, if, if Lucy, you are like my superior, it's the word for here is a different word. Like, like, but like that Lucy is present, like yeah, yeah, like it's a it's a completely yeah. different word, and there's different uh, conjugations based on formality and the speaker's relation to the listener. So like it's that's impossible to translate. So it, for a game that long, I imagine it was really hard to hit mm -hmm. a good stride with it and establish the characterizations of like somebody like Ryuji compared to Haru, who's like super stuffy, um, having to navigate those differences in language. Yeah, that's the other thing too, right? Is that, I mean, this came out after Persona 5, Atlas's huge success in the West. So I feel like they were, they decided to spend a little bit more time and money localizing it better Very than they did. Yeah, yeah. so so I, I can see that too. I mean, Persona 5 is still great, but I've really been enjoying Strikers. 
other than that though uh i watched a movie called the world's a little blurry it's about billy eilish Callie, i know you're a fan of billy eilish Ooh. but shannon lucy do you guys do this in the billy eilish at all yeah i haven't watched the doc yet but i heard it's great yeah it's it's really good. I, I thought it was phenomenal. I, I I do like her music quite a bit, but the the documentary is so good. Just the way it's shot, it it's it it's not very glitzy or glamoury. It's very much like it, it feels very intimate with her and her brother as they make uh what's what's the first album called? Their first album called. Oh, where do we the go? Ocean eyes. Is where where do we go when we sleep? Is that what it's called? Oh, when we all fall asleep. Oh. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? I was close. So um, you confused me because that's not the first thing they were. Well, they, the first like mainstream yeah. album yeah. they released. Uh, but I I really like it. I mean, as someone who really likes documentaries, I was just so fascinated with how it was shot. Mm. It's very cinema verite. I my film degree is showing, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just. The way it was shot, the way you follow her around and learn about her. I, I think one of the craziest things, though, that this movie really reminds you of is that she really is only, I mean, she was 17 for most of the time yeah, they were shooting very, that. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, is something that people had told me a lot. Like, oh, yeah, she was only 17 when she wrote that album, which which is crazy. But you watch it and she's like getting her license part for part of it. <laughs> Have uh, you seen that video interview with her? Well, they did, they did one when she was 16 and then they go back and they do the same questions with her a year later. Mm-mm. And then she reacts to the old one and answers the questions as a 17 year old. Then they did it when she was 18. So they do it every year. They just, the, and it's stuff like that's really interesting. Cause they're like, how many Instagram followers do you have? Who's the most famous person in your phone? what would you what would you give like what would you want to have now like do you enjoy fame but like it's listening to her answers change through the years as she gets exponentially more famous is Mm -hmm. super super interesting but she seems like she's got a very good grasp on herself if that makes sense like even from a young age younger age I would say like she's not afraid to talk about when she's feeling low which I think is very admirable for someone as uh popular as she is and Mm -hmm. yeah it's really cool she's incredible I I really want to watch it I Mm-hmm. but obviously I, you you have a, a specific pers- can't talk today specific perspective because you know a lot more about film than I do well I mean I think the the biggest thing that I did want to talk about which Lucy kind of mentioned was that she like that documentary like is about her family more than it's just about her it introduces your brother her parents and you follow them along as they all kind of deal with her success her her skyrocketing success and I think that is is cool to see and it's like I don't know if I'd say there's a happy ending but the the positive thing about it is that it seems like she has such a good relationship with her family and it she seems like it seems like she understands what can happen to mm. people when they become that famous at a very young age over a very short period of time and so you see that relationship with her parents and her brother and it is it's fascinating it's really good it, it's incredibly well done it's very clear that they were recording a lot even before that documentary happened like there were some very early recordings clearly done with like a laptop uh, as they were writing that album and and even talk about writing bad guy and some of the other hits on that, um, which, yeah, I mean, just major props to the director and editor who managed to pull in all of that footage and build something out of that. It's really good though. Highly recommend it. But anyway, Shannon, what have you been up to? 
I haven't seen that yet, but it's hard to it's hard to think of things I haven't watched at this point. <laughs> um, I watched Nomadland last week. That's great. If, if you haven't Ooh. watched that, I think it just came out. Yeah. Um, I, I also really like the Mauritanian, which is really worth watching. Jodie Foster is in. Um, what else have I watched? Minari is also really good. Um, oh, I want to see I that. Just watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have I watched? Oh, I really liked, um, oh man, what's it called? Uh, now I'm, I have to Google the name of it because it has a funny name, but it, hold on. It's a documentary on HBO Max um, about the woman that made, oh, The Lady in the Dale. Have you seen that? No. It's really, really wonderful. Um, it's, uh, it's a documentary about this, well, I actually don't want to tell you anything about it. If I tell you anything about it, I'm going to spoil it. It's a, oh, it's, that's my favorite. It's a, kind. It's a short doc yeah. series. It is true crime, but it's not like murder. <gasps> it's like white collar crime, but it's star. It's like, it's the, the central character is this trans woman and it's about her family as well. And like her children and then this like long con and just this, she was this extraordinary genius and wonderful person. It's really, 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 it's, it's, it's very special. Um, What's it called again? uh, The lady and the Dale. The lady and the Dale. Yeah. I am that I'm so sold on that. That sounds it's really, really great. And, and it's all up on HBO Max now because it was weekly. So now you could binge it if you want. Nice. Um, what else have I really enjoyed? I just now like time is but dust and I just blank. Yeah. It's almost like I have to like yeah. pull up and be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I liked that. Absolutely. <laughs> Every week when we do this section, I sit there and think like, what Wait, what have, what I, have done? I actually done this week? Yeah. Other than Except work? for me, every week it's I've played more Animal Crossing this week. Yeah. So like, well, like also just stories come in and out of my head pretty quickly because it's just like, well, I'm at work doing different shows at once and then mm-hmm. like then watching tv at night and like eating weed so i'm like what did i love <laughs> oh yeah that was amazing <laughs> but i may destroy you is still my favorite show that i've watched in the entire all year it's incredible and if you haven't watched that i mean you should watch it it's it's astoundingly good what's that um, about I May Destroy You, it, it was on HBO, um, so you can watch it on HBO Max. Um, it was written and stars uh, this actress, uh, Michaela Cole, um, and it's about London, and it's about uh, sexual assault that she experiences, but then it's about her life, but they play with, like, time and memory and self-identity and all these things in a way that is, like, incredibly innovative, and nobody's done anything like it. And it's just so smart and she is so good. And it's also like, you know, it's not always heavy. The, the, the core of the story is about that, but it's, you know, it's a pretty sprawling show. It's, it's really, it's really great. I'm going to have to check Um, that out too. That's been at like near the top of my to watch list, but I I was always afraid because of the subject matter. If, if I felt like I was in the place to watch. It's incredibly entertaining. Okay. So, so like, even though it has a heavy subject matter at its core, it's much bigger than that. It's, um, it's, that's, what's actually so great about it is the way the nuance is so hard to explain someone else's work, but the, the way the nuance plays into the story 
kind of takes the idea of that kind of tragedy and buries it under inside a personality of like, how does this actually affect your life? And also how are you complicit in other people's lives in these other ways? And so, but it's also like very entertaining and quite funny and innovative and artful and really shows a, a version of London that like you don't really see on TV. It's always so polished and you're like that is not the London I know oh, those are no. not the people I know in London and that like, is not London at all <laughs> and this is the most London show I have ever seen it's really really great okay well I've been feeling homesick recently so I'm gonna you should watch it I'm gonna watch it because yeah. I loved I loved Michaela Cole when she was in Black Mirror like she had uh, a small role in one of the later seasons and she was so so great which which episode was she in she's in um isn't she in USS Callister Oh, is that the one she's with uh, Chris with Jimmy Simpson and yes, yeah. Let me it's been check. so long since I watched it. That was the first episode of that season, wasn't it? Yeah, the big um, the big opener. I think that's the one that got all the yeah. She was in that one, um, but she, I think she also has a um, she's in another episode, but like a completely different character. I think she's mm. a nosedive, um, but she has a bigger role in USS Callister, and she's great. So I'm very excited about that because I've heard so yeah, many and she things. wrote it. It's she's like a genius. And yeah, well, and I mean, unfortunately, like as well as like it got snubbed, right? Like there was an the Golden season. Globes, but it's but, not really yeah. a real awards show, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but I hopefully she'll like yeah. win all kinds of other stuff. But yeah, it's she's amazing. Uh, if you've got any questions for us, you can send them at to afterdarkpodcast at redventures.com or you can join our discord server all the questions this week came from our discord server and they are all for shannon i told our discord server people in our discord server you're coming on and they had some questions so we pulled them we'll try to get through them pretty quickly because there's more than we normally go with but the first one uh here is from jacob mccourt question for shannon you have been streaming on twitch since august of last year what has been the most surprising part of streaming on twitch slash slash what's been most challenging um i mean i think you know it's kind of like i said before the most surprising part is that i really liked it and that i really enjoy being there and i enjoy the like kind of like companionship and the camaraderie like there's just a lot of positivity within that I mean, and then also at the same time, the things that are most challenging are the same thing. Sometimes like, sometimes it's just like, sometimes it can be a little overwhelming, you know, especially if I've got a lot going on, you know, but it's mostly just fun. And that's why I do it. You know, I, I enjoy it. Next question is from NBZ. Lucy, do you want to read this one? Sure. Uh, question for Shannon. Having worked mainly as an on-screen actor for TV slash movies, what are the differences when acting in a game like The Last of Us Part Two, aside from the hundreds of ping pong balls? And <laughs> would you like to take on more video game roles in the future? Um, I think, I mean, the biggest difference really, I, there, there are things I like better in certain ways. Um, like I don't have to go through hair and makeup. It's not about what I look like, you know, they're going to take my performance and turn it into data. And like these other artists are going to make it their own. And I, you know, again, like I talked about, like what I really like about filmmaking and all this stuff is, is, is how collaborative it is. So like, I find that to be really exciting and interesting. And, um, and also there's not a crew of 250 people like up in my grill, like they're, they're like 40 feet from me. They're far away from us, which is great. So, you know, when Ashley and I are doing all those scenes, like it really felt like we were alone. Like I could see people kind of in my peripheral vision and we'd just be like, we guys scoot. But it's such a big stage that 
it kind of just made it easier because usually, you know, I've got somebody like right here, like right up in my face and they're like, okay, well, you just look at this tape instead of looking at the actor. Like there's a lot of tricks that you have to do in order to like make those things work. And then also you got like a, a focus puller right next to the camera and then you got a, a dolly and there's a dolly pusher and they're like scratching their butts and stuff and doing all kinds <laughs> of man stuff, you know, and you're like crying because you, you know, you, you miss someone <laughs> and you're just like, the guy is scratching his butt crack right now. Don't pay attention to it. Does, uh, so there's a lot of cognitive dissonance that comes with, you know, performing that way, but I didn't have to really do as much when we were doing that. And, and I really enjoyed it. And also, I mean, Neil and Hallie are just such incredible writers and like the storytelling and the nuance of it. Also, it took five years. So like things really grew and sometimes like things became more nuanced and there was a lot of time to like kind of sink into it and to where it was just like really second nature. Um, but I, I would like to do other games. I mean, I'm spoiled. So I, and I like this narrative kind of stuff a lot. So, um, you know, I would, I would love to do it, but, uh, I think like it would have to be something that I felt really inspired by, but there's no lack of those things happening in games right now. So that's cool. <laughs> How often are you going in across that five years to film stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of depends, you know, because, it, you know, there's two sections of the game, first mm -hmm. of all. So there's I'm only really in half of it. And uh, also Ashley Johnson was on a television show that's shooting in New York. So we would shoot when she was in town, which was like would be through the summer. And then also on um, usually like holidays and stuff when she would come home to see her family. So like sometimes I would shoot on Westworld and then go on the weekends to shoot The Last of Us because Ashley was in town when it was over the holidays or something. Mm -hmm. But so usually when she was in town, it was like a week a month, you know? Mm -hmm. Um and that's about it because you know they would take that stuff and then you know they start working on on those cutscenes and they start building that stuff. And um but usually I think you know, when Ashley was in town, they would shoot a lot of the stuff with us. And then when she was out of town, they'd shoot a lot of the stuff with Laura um, and all that. So, did, yeah. And did then you, after that, it's VO for like a year, like in the booth. Did you have a pretty good idea of what the story was early on or did you figure that out later? Yeah, no, I, I did. Yeah. As soon as, um, as soon as they, they hired me, Neil brought me into Naughty Dog and sat me down in a conference room and did a whole PowerPoint presentation for like three hours and wow. walked me through okay. the entire game frame by frame reference of the whole game, not just my stuff, but everything. Um, but you know, I, would already signed an NDA by the time we started, mm -hmm. but also like that's Neil, like the, the game, it was already, and things got deep into, there were a few things that changed, but not with my story. Like, and, and some of that stuff that changed, you know, was really stuff that was, um, as they started shooting, they're like, I think this is wrong. I think, I think we should, I think this, this needs to swap or something, you know, like, but it, I think that that only happened a couple of times. Um, otherwise it's, it's, I mean, it, Neil's a pretty extraordinary storyteller. <laughs> Um, that's, that's like the opposite of what you hear about people in Marvel movies who get like weird redacted. Same with Westworld. Scripts. I'm like I'm waiting for pages, waiting yeah. for pages. Like, 
you know, it doesn't mean that the pages were done, you know, the dialogue, the scenes themselves, like they still had to, you know, mm-hmm. write the dialogue and do those things, but like the, the arcs of like how mm-hmm. those stories are intertwined and like what it really was, like they'd been sitting in his head for a long time in certain ways, you know? And then, I mean, Hallie was a big part of that. I think that that's what she really went to Naughty Dog to start doing when we were on the hiatus was to help Neil go through all this stuff, like, because he had had a partner before on the first game and he was wanted somebody to bounce stuff off of and stuff. And then they became an inseparable pair. <laughs> were Neil and Hallie the kind of directors that would give you lines and be like, this is what I want you to say? Or were you able to maybe not improv, but kind of change things around or, or like suggest ideas? If Yeah, you thought no, we're maybe very collaborative fit. and we're okay. still very close. I talk to them all the time. Um, I, I think uh, we all just kind of work the same way, which is, you know, like there weren't really things that like didn't work. I would just be like, I kind of want to like, I, I have this instinct to say like, you know, I want to stop her from doing that. And he'd be like, that's good. That's good. Try that. Okay. Yeah. You say that. And then uh, try. So sometimes like, then he'll watch and be like, okay, try saying this instead. Like, and, and that is all collaborative, right? Let, that's like, I have an instinct and he's like, oh, that's an interesting instinct. Why don't you say that here? And then Ashley, why don't you do this? And then the, in fact, like when we were doing interviews, like people would be like, you know, what, what lines did you write? And I'm like, I can't remember. Like, I know that I did it, but I, it all becomes so symbiotic because we're mm-hmm. also like, and also like, I'm not the kind of actor who ever gets like, I don't get like worked up if I'm like, my character wouldn't do, I'll be like, this isn't finished. Like I might not be seeing something, but like there's, a, but we never had that. Um, I, I never really felt that. I think the only time I ever did, there's like one tiny moment after the grow house scene where Jesse comes in and we're like putting on our clothes. And I was like, I need him to turn around. I need, I can't, cannot do that. It's, I have to protect her. And he's like, you love him. He's like your boyfriend. I'm like, it doesn't matter. My loyalty is to this other person that I just got nude. Like he needs to turn around. And he, we like, he was like, I don't understand that. And we had to like argue back and forth about it for like 20 minutes until I was like, Neil, I'm right. I'm telling you, I, I I'm angry about it because that's the instinct. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and then once, once he understood it and we did it, he was like, no, that was a good note. That was a good note. It makes sense. And now watching it, it's like, it would be so weird. And I'm like, I was right about that. But it was like, it was just like a male female thing of like, about being like, no, you don't understand what it would be like to have a boyfriend walking on your ex-boyfriend walking on your girlfriend. Like you're still like, there's a boundary here, man. I love you and stuff, but back up. It's, it's funny because I, I've played that scene a couple times. So like, I know exact, like I can see him like spinning and around. he's so and sweet about like, it. Stephen yeah. Chang is such a sweet actor. And he was just like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Like he didn't, like, he was like, I, I just like turn around. He's like, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, there's something wrong, you know? And it's just yeah. so sweet that you're like, that's it. That's perfect. Next question here uh, is from disease gecko. Callie, do you want to read this one? Sure. Another one for Shannon. Have you ever bonded with any co-stars over games? If so, which ones? I don't know why, but for some reason I can see Garrett Dillahunt, I hope I pronounced that correctly, as a huge video game nerd. I don't know if Garrett plays games. Garrett and I were on a TV show for a long time together called Raising Hope. Um, I'm trying to think, who plays games? Oh, you know what? It wasn't a co-star, but it kind of was because Jeffrey Wright ended up in this game. Um, and that actually kind of happened because he has a teenage son, Elijah, who loves Naughty Dog and like loves Naughty Dog games. And Elijah was visiting Jeffrey because they live in New York. 
um, while we were shooting and he was just in his trailer all the time, just like hanging out, doing homework and, and whatever. But Jeffrey and I's trailer usually is split down the middle and we were on either side of each other. So I'd talk to him and be like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I'll just playing video games. And, and somehow it came up that I was working on the game and, and he was like, no way. Are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And Jeffrey was like, like, would you really? Because I was like, oh, I should take you in sometime. I should, I should show you Naughty Dog, like, because they love to give tours and stuff. And Jeffrey was like, would you really do that? And I was like, yeah, I'll take your son to Santa Monica if that's what you want. <laughs> uh, and I did, and he loved it, and it was awesome. And um, kind of, and and Neil was like, uh, you think Jeffrey Wright would maybe do? It? I was like, I don't know. Maybe you should hang out with his son and see what happens. And then like they ended up talking and emailing back and forth, and then. Jeffrey was like, yeah, I mean, uh, my, I need my son to think I'm cool. Like, can I, oh, can I be in the game? Which was very, I, I didn't work with him when he was there, but, but th- I thought that was very sweet. That's really cool. That's so, sweet. so cute. All right. Last question here is from Jacob McCourt. Would love to ask Shannon a question inspired by Greg Miller that was posed to Neil Druckmann. What video game IP would you want turned into a TV or film? And what role would you play? I don't really know. You know, I, so weird because my first instinct to say is I there's no role for me um and it's so random did you ever play that computer game in the 90s malice in wonderland Mm -mm. no it was amazing but it was basically like goth alice in wonderland oh the american mcgee one yes yes no i did it's awesome it's so cool but it's so fucked up it's (laughs) fucked up but it's awesome like I mean, that's like what I wish the Alice in Wonderland that Tim Burton made looked like, you know, but yeah, um, not that that's not great. It's great. It's, it's, it's just, great. It's just it's just not like, you know, the Frank and Weenie Night Before Christmas. Like, he yeah. And like, that's what this looks like. And yeah. I just loved that as a kid. I was just so into it. Um, and so for some reason, when somebody said that, I just thought of that because I was so young when I liked it. Otherwise, I mean, Bioshock, but it's yeah. just so heady. It's like. And it's expensive as hell. Like that is just yeah. such an expensive game to make. But I think that that would be amazing. I feel like they've been trying to do something with Bioshock for a very long time. It I remember was, for a while, like Boz Lerman was supposed to direct yeah. it. Yeah, and- it was Gore Babinski as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one. That and there's a lot of elements of Westworld or of, of Bioshock, like in Westworld, like, mm-hmm. this, you know, the, oh, yeah. Jonah plays a lot of games and, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think it's, but you know, the last of us was like that too. I think, a lot, it, but I'm excited. They're, they're going to make it now, which is so cool. I'm excited too. Well, thank you, Shannon, so much for joining us. That was wonderful to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me. Lucy, what are you up to this week? Where can people find you? Uh, this week on console crew, we're talking about the Elden Ring leaks and how in reality leaks are not good for anyone. And so we're talking, I mean, also, also, Tam just gets to talk about Elden Ring, so it's going to be a good time. Uh, other than that, I'm just on Twitter at Lucy James Games, literally just tweeting about the expanse, trying to get people to watch it so I can talk about it with them. Kelly, how about you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Inky Dojiko, I N K Y D O J I K K O. I'm sorry. Um, you know, me just doing more behind the scenes. I don't have a lot publishing on the site. Maybe you'll see an Animal Crossing guide or something coming from me soon. Um, but you can follow my Animal Crossing Instagram as well if you want to see what my island looks like. As Immediately I try. follows. What is it? <laughs> Inky Crossing. Inky dot crossing. Like, okay. It is. Um, it's just it's me really posting good. progress so photos of, of my island, which I have been trying to finally build 
up because I was working on collecting items and now I am done with that so I can make it look good. That's what I'm up to. And Shannon, is there anything you want to plug? And where uh, can find you? Yeah, um, I got a movie coming out anywhere you watch or rent movies called Happily. It comes out March 19th. Uh, it's like uh, Joel McHale, Paul Shear, Carrie Bichet, Kirby Howell-Baptiste, Natalie Morales. Well, there's a lot of people. It's like a big ensemble cast. It's really fun. It's like it's like a sci-fi rom-com Ooh. thriller, but Ooh. it's very funny and it's super unique. And if I think like if you're a nerd, you should watch it. It's really it's really fun. I watched it the other day for the first time and I loved it. Um, and not because I'm in it. I hate myself. It's totally fine. I was going to ask, um, can you watch stuff that you're yeah. in? Was it's it, a bad it, idea. I don't yeah. like to watch it because then I like, I start to focus on the wrong things mm-hmm. and it, it gets in my head. So then I, it takes my brain out. It's just bad, but I do like to watch things that I'm in like three years later because that if I don't like it, I can convince myself I'm better now. That's a great good strat. It's a yeah. strat. It may not be true, <laughs> but it works. Uh, well- Speaking of that, you're also playing through, uh, you're doing a playthrough of Last of Us on your Twitch, right? Yep. On Sundays, I'm playing Last of Us 2. And I I only played it once before at Naughty Dog, like in February before it was finished. So I and I had like five days in a small room by myself to get through it. Um, but I wanted to have my own experience with it before everybody else mm-hmm. started playing. And I knew people were going to have a lot of thoughts and people were going to be, you know, emotional about it in whatever way. Um, so I I was lucky enough they let me have some time with it, but I didn't get to like find all the cards or like, mm-hmm. you know, really like platinum it or do anything like that. So, so I'm really taking my time and like going through it and it's, it's been, it's been a blast. You really got um, the uh, game reviewer experience. We usually have like that much time. You're like, you're yeah. in a dark room for five days trying to finish a game, but yeah. I mean, luckily at least like on the lunch break, I could just go bother people and be like, what you guys <laughs> doing in here? Um, that's how I talk. Actually, when I'm not doing interviews, I just talk like that. Uh, I hope. <laughs> no, uh, but but yeah. So I'm I'm doing that on Sundays. I got a movie coming out March 19th, and then in two weeks I'm on The Great North on Fox, which is which is a new animated show by the Bob's Burgers people, which is really fun. Oh, yeah. I'll stop there. That's enough things. <laughs> You're keeping the busiest out of all of us. I don't yeah. It's just nice to hear people doing stuff. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it, it's, uh, I mean, we made that movie like two years ago. It's like, everything is just like, things are getting pushed and held. Yeah. So stuff is just like coming out now. I promise I'm mostly just sitting here at this desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us. It was a lot of fun. And Thanks for having me. For everyone listening, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>